to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. Okay, like, like Papa Ted say, sorry, not sorry. I'm going to tell you guys, I have not preached since May. Not because PT didn't say I couldn't preach or anything like that. I just didn't preach since May. And I think the last time I preached in May, I even split that time with my husband. We both split it. So when I start looking back, I'm like, listen, I'm, I'm so filled up. I'm not going to keep you here. I pray for four hours, I promise. But <laughs> listen, it was just so much. So I'm like, Lord, give it to me so I can contain this in the, in the smallest sense. But since May, and I think the Lord was just keeping me in a time of just quietness and focus so that he can speak to me on some things. Um, some of you knew that I was in school, so that's done, thank the Lord. So um, it was a lot of transition. I left a job, transitioned to a career. I finished school, and now I'm, I'm a therapist working and helping people. And, and, and the word the Lord dropped in my spirit, we're gonna hit that a little bit as far as therapy, because I've seen so much in the last month that I'm like, if we don't get it together as the church, so I'm just letting you know, who have not sat here and heard me preach before. I'm a prophetic type preacher. Sometimes the Lord has me go all over the place, but I am trusting and believing you're going to get a lot today, okay? Pat, tell me, am I okay if I stand here? Because listen, Pat knows I move around a lot, so I'm trying to, tell me, like, what's, what's my borders? Right here. Right here. It is my borders. I'm good. I could go a little, okay, you know. Listen, when the anointing starts flowing, I'm just going to be moving. So keep up. I try not to get too busy. <laughs> and thank the Lord that we just don't have an anointing in, but he also gives us anointing on the outside that comes on us because not preaching for, for months, you know, the enemy's like, do you still know how to preach? <laughs> the devil is a liar. It's in my bones, baby. So I'm just telling you all that he has in my bones, I'm going to pray it's going to hit your bones because how the fire of God is, is that once someone is consumed, we all getting consumed with the fire of the Holy Ghost. So put on your seatbelt, be ready to receive what God has for you today, you personally today, for your family today, all right? All I ask and the Holy Ghost asks is to be open to what he wants to do here today. Just be open, okay? We're not on time restrictions. We were sitting games for hours. I even didn't even look at who was playing in the NFL. And you guys know who, how I am about my Packers and my Steelers. But I said, I'm not even looking because I want the Holy Ghost to do what he wants to do today in and through us, okay? Go to Revelation 3, 13. You know what I'm doing. Remember this? Remember this, Paula? What? Whoo, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for what you're going to do today. I thank you, Lord, that you will use my vocal cords, my mouth, my voice to do exactly what you want to do in this atmosphere and in this season. Lord, I thank you that everyone at the sound of my voice, their spiritual ears are open to hear what you have for them. Their hearts are open and ready to be fed. Whatever you want to do, Father, we say yes to you. I thank you that the Holy Ghost is allowed to flow freely up in this place and in us. Thank you, Lord, for your love and your anointing. Thank you for the goodness of God. And thank you, Lord, for loving us so much that you know the numbers of hair on our head. We give you glory, Lord, 
in Jesus' name, amen. Revelation 3, we're going to start at verse 13. He who can hear, let him listen to and heed what the Spirit says to the assemblies. And to the angel of the assemblies in um, Laodicea, write, these are the words of the amen, the trusty and faithful and true witness, the origin and beginning and author of God's creation. I know your record of works and what you are doing. You are neither cold nor hot. Would that you were cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew you out of my mouth. A couple of months ago, I say the Lord dropped in my spirit. Mediocre Christianity has to stop. Mediocre Christianity. So I looked up the word mediocre. What does that mean? It means something that is average, not very good, barely adequate, not satisfactory. It's a run-of-the-mill, ordinary, second-rate, and low quality. It also means an inspired middle. So I believe right in this season, the Lord is going to start exposing those who are just mediocre Christians. It's at the point now where you cannot tell the difference between someone who's saying they're a Christian or someone who is in the world. And I tell you right now, everyone is saying they are a Christian until it gets biblical, until you start talking to them about the word of God. Everybody's Christian, okay? They all just remember hearing what someone else might have said or someone preached or taught, and they repeat it like they, they know the Lord and stuff, and they say they're Christian, but... No, no, the Lord's about to start doing some exposing because it's time for us to start telling the difference between day and night. You know the difference right now is daytime. You see the sunshine. You know that there's a difference at night because it gets dark. When it comes to believers in this day and age, we can't tell the difference. There should be something different about you. So I'm, I'm here to tell you, the Lord is saying, if you are living a mediocre lifestyle, which is something that is average, barely adequate, because you just go to church. You don't talk to anybody about the kingdom at all. If this is you, repent. If you've been professing one way and then living another way, just repent. If you are saying you're a Christian and you're walking around offended and mad and being nasty, repent. You got to repent, apologize, and keep moving. Okay, if you're bad, let me say that part again. Because you like, I repent, Lord, but you ain't went to the person. That's a whole nother thing, okay? <laughs> Let's hit on that one right there for a minute. Jesus. Verse 16, I'm going to read that again. So because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew you out of my mouth. I looked up lukewarm. It's moderately warm or tepid. Tep is it tepid or tepid? Tepid? Lacking conviction or half-hearted, dull, apathic, moderate. And the message Bible says, you're not cold, you're not hot. Far better to be either cold or hot. You're stale, okay? You're stagnant. You make me want to vomit. Y'all, that's serious. God is saying, you make me want to vomit. This is his words. This isn't mine. This is his words. Now, this saying you're going to be stale or stagnant, how many of you want to eat stale bread? It's hard, it's green, it's nasty looking. How many want to be known as being stagnant? You ever been around stagnant water? It's disgusting looking, it stinks. 
How many want to be vomited out of the Lord's mouth? Listen, when people come to me and say, you're Christian? I'm like, no, sure not. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Why? Because I don't want to be lumped with that celebrity Christianity stuff. Don't lump me with Christians who say it's okay to have an abortion. Don't lump me with Christians who say homosexuality is okay. And don't try to switch the word and go, well, you got to let you judging. You know what? I'm going to judge what the word says. We love them. I love everybody. I love if you're in fornication, you stealing, you lying, I love you. But don't lump me with a Christian that says that's okay. Don't lump me with the Christians who say there's more than two genders. Don't lump me with the Christians who say that women are not mothers, they're birthing people. Come on, somebody. This is the agenda that's going on, you know. Don't lump me with those Christians who say it's okay to give kids hormones to change their gender. Don't lump me with those Christians who dabble in new age practices. And then the, when you say something to another believer about it, they want to defend it. So you're defending witchcraft. Come on, y'all. Keep your, you can keep your Christian sage, keep your Christian sound bowls, keep your Christian yoga, okay? Keep your Christian witchcraft. Because I'm not mediocre. We're not mediocre. One thing's for certain, two things I know for sure. Sound bowls and sage ain't casting out no demons. The anointing in you is going to be the one that casts out demons. Come on, somebody. You know who brings total deliverance? Jesus. You know what brings total freedom? Jesus. Let someone bring a sage thing. Listen, where I work, one of the therapists came. I'm going to do some sage. I'm like, keep that in your office. That ain't coming over here. I don't need sage because, baby, I know who I am in Christ. I know the Lord has anointed me. I know whoever comes in my office to sit down is going to get delivered. These people don't even know. They keep saying there's something different about you. What is that? Do you, are you happy? I'm like, I'm beyond happy. I'm not even happy because happy thing, you get happy because of happy things are happening in your life. I said, I got joy and the world didn't give it to me. I can't give them Bible verses, but I can show throw the word in there, undercover. The Lord said, you're undercover in there. And I said, let's do this, Jesus, because I know I can't do this without you. I have people come in who was manic and I go no I know what that is come on out I see it in their eyes and they can't look at me when I'm going hey what's going on with you well I I just um I'm feeling kind of like anxious and I don't know but I'm like look at me they can't even look because you know what the light of God that's on the inside of you demons can't even deal with it so you better stay lit up with the fire of God Jesus you a Christian no I'm a follower of Jesus. I live by all the word of God, all of it. I don't pick and choose stuff that don't fit me at the time. All of it. I'm a kingdom citizen, baby. Man, I'm just distinguishing myself from mediocre Christianity. We got to distinguish ourselves. We got to put the eyes back on Jesus. We got to put the eyes back on, on who he is. Put the back on the real way to live your life. Put it back on the part that people can know how to live in peace and victory and prosperity and deliverance all the days of their life and not just temporary fixes. Put it on it because you can't give them religion. They don't need religion. You can't keep going with the everything goes mentality and think that's okay and think the Lord's going to use you. We can't keep blending in with the world. Now, I'm not saying go and have your hair grown, ladies, and don't wear makeup and wear jean skirts and men wear beards. So you can distinguish yourself. Something different about you. You got a long beard. You a Nazarite? No. You still have the light of God on the inside of you. That's how you distinguish yourself. 
We're living in a time and a season right now where the doctrine of devils and doctrines of men are running rampant. Whew, and enough is enough. Stop listening to the lie of what you don't know won't hurt you when the word says people perish for the lack of knowledge. Don't listen to that word, that, that lie that people tell you. Well, if you're fearful, do it anyway. When the word of God says he did not give us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Stop repeating things that don't even make sense and don't even line up with the word of God. It's time for us kingdom believers to start standing bold on what the word says. Just stand and don't be tossed to and fro like the mediocre Christians. You're not a volunteer in Christianity. Volunteers can quit anytime they want. Volunteers can say, I don't want to do this anymore. It's not lining up with what I'm living right now. Kingdom people don't volunteer. We stand. We're already in. We can't revoke our citizenship. Any kingdom believers up in the building? You can't be mediocre and take back what the devil has stolen from you and your family. Nope. You can't be mediocre and fulfill your kingdom mandate and assignment, people of God. You can't be mediocre and pursue, overtake, and recover it all. I mentioned at Women's a couple of weeks ago um, that Becky and PT could not have been mediocre, typical, nice little Christians when that assault and that demonic assignment came against their grandson. You got to be straight up ready in the word at all times because you know what? We live in this world and it's not going to be a nice little life. Things are going to try to come against us and attack us because there's a real life enemy who wants to kill, rob, steal, and destroy every one of us in our purpose. So if you are not worded and grounded in the word like never before, you will get beat up. And I'm telling you, when that thing hit PT and Becky, y'all think that no one, they don't go through things as senior pastors? Oh, yes, they do. But they take it and respond to it instead of reacting. They had to be worded up. So you know exactly what PT did? He said, all right, here we go. This is the Bible verse we're standing on. That's it. You better get a verse when something is coming against you and you remind God of that word. You said this, Jesus, about this. You the one said it's in your word. God, I'm just coming to you, reminding you this is what you said. So whatever it is that's coming against you, anxiety, depression, grief, uh, um, money problems, rejection, whatever it is, you go in the word and you remind God this is what you said because your promises are yes and amen. I didn't say it, Jesus. You said that. Whatever situation or circumstance is going on in your life, get a word and back yourself. Let's go to Romans. Any kingdom believers in the building? Yeah. We ain't mediocre. We're not mediocre. Like I said, if you were, then you straighten that out. The Lord dealt with me. I'm not here to preach at you. You don't think the stuff the Lord gave me, he ain't dealing with me in some issues? Where have I been mediocre? I was slacking a lot of times in my word because I was so caught up in doing all my papers and doing all this. And the Lord rebuked me and said, what's more important, your school and papers or my word and what I'm doing in your life? That was more important. I'm being very real. We know how easy it can get to just, I'm going to slack on the word a little bit. Well, I'm just going to read it for five minutes. And then you think you're going to walk in victory. You're not. Not in the victory that God has for you. Romans 8. See, this is what happens when I haven't preached since May. <laughs> Amen. Romans 8, we're going to start at verse 16. 
I'm reading from the Amplified. The spirit himself thus testifies together with our own spirit, assuring us that we are children of God. And if we are his children, then we are his heirs also, heirs of God and and fellow heirs with Christ, sharing his inheritance with him. Only we must share his suffering if we are to share his glory. But what of that? For I consider that the sufferings of this present time, this present life, are not worth being compared with the glory that is about to be revealed to us and in us and for us and conferred on us. For even the whole creation, all nature waits expectantly and longs longs earnestly for God's sons to be made known, waits for the revealing, the disclosing of their sonship. New Living Translation says in verse 19, for all creation is waiting eagerly for that future day when God will reveal who his children really are. Well, people of God, today is the day and now is the time. He is manifesting his glory. The world is hungry for the true, real presence of God. Not a dead, stale, flags flying around religion. Okay, not that. Or religious people. We religious people, just dead people. They can't even do anything because they just so caught up. But hey, listen, it's time for you to rise up in your kingdom authority and power and walk in the authority that God has given you through Jesus Christ. It's time for you to shine that light and shine it bright. There are over 4,000 religions in the world. 4,000. And I just heard a pastor say today, listen to a video, that 75% of Christians say there is more than one way to get to the Father. Christians. More than one way. Jesus. But I tell you what, there's only one empty tomb. There's only one man that is coming back for us. There is only one man that's still alive and you can have a relationship with him and his name is Jesus. Those other religions, all those little false gods are all dead. They ain't coming back. So for us is saying we're Christians and telling people the lie that there is more than one way to get to the Father. This is what I'm saying. God is doing something in his house first. There's no way he can say something and do something to the world until we get it together. Listen. You are being raised up in this time and in this season to destroy the works of the devil. And you can't do that being mediocre. It's time for you to to take that full understanding of who you are and what you have housed on the inside of you. I'm here to remind you what you have on the inside of you is powerful. It's anointed. It's blessed. No matter what it is or who it is that you're dealing with, it's no match for what's on the inside of you. You got an anointing on you. It's a mark. It's a seal. It's a branding from God. That's better than the clothes we wear and the purses we have, ladies, and the shoe names. We are branded and sealed by God. Man, many of you are packed to ignite someone else's destiny. This is why you got to be ready. You are to ignite someone else's destiny. If I didn't have my husband or PT, even my girls would keep telling me, you're called to preach. You got to be called to preach. God is calling you to preach. If I didn't hear that, I would still be sitting here, but they ignited it and kept going and going. This is why I thank the Lord that he allows me to preach to his body because I know I too am called to ignite into your destiny. 
there has to be somebody that can see in you more than what you can see. Because what you deal with and see sometimes is only temporary. You don't even see yourself as truly who God, how he sees you. You got to know that you have supernatural support. It's not superficial. There's a difference in that. Because everything you need is already on the inside of you. You got something better than money. Something better than gold. You got a Holy Ghost that you are able to give freely to everyone. So let me tell you, because of that Holy Ghost in me, and I know God has delivered me, baby, I'm about to get everybody delivered. Because of the healing that he's done in my life, and my family's life. Oh, you come around me sick, you about to get healed. Because that's how I play. I'm like, all right, Jesus, let's do this. Anything that he has done for me, I'm going to do it for you. He has delivered me from idolatry. You deal with idolatry, I'm going to get you delivered from that as well. You know how, how he's blessed me so much financially? It's not so I could be blessed financially, but he, he like all my money. No, it's so I could be a blessing to other people. So because he has blessed me, I want to give to people. Listen, all of us, all of us has been rescued from the darkness and transferred into the kingdom of his beloved son so that you can help rescue others. You are not called just to sit there and warm that chair up every Sunday and on some Wednesdays. You are not called to do that. You're not called just to sit on the sidelines and wait to jump into the game. Baby, it's time for you to get into the game. We're calling you in. You're not called to be lazy and casual and complacent or a counterfeit. You've been anointed for warfare. You've been anointed to bring some heaven here on earth. You've been anointed to assault the gates of hell. Don't look at where you're at right now. Don't look at that. Don't look and, and say, I can't, I can't see some things. I don't know how God sees that in me. Listen, God sees things in you that your mother didn't see. God sees things in you that your father didn't see. God sees things in you that your best friends don't see. He sees it in you, and he calls you beautifully and wonderfully made. He calls you anointed and favored and called of God and blessed and sanctified, and he set you apart. He don't care anything about your history. He don't care anything about your long rap sheet. If we all could sit here and say all the stuff that we've done, honey, we'd be in here for years. He don't care about that. He don't care because you know what? He's bigger than that. He don't care how you look. He's greater than that. He don't care what you're dealing with. He can move that mountain. Something's coming big, y'all. You are a manifestation of God. Say, I am a manifestation of God. Let's say it one more time like you mean it. I am a manifestation of God. Come on. We're going to go to 1 Corinthians. First Corinthians 1. We're going to start at verse 24. But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. 
But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. And base things of the world and things which are despised, which hath God chosen, yea, and things which are not, to bring to naught things that are. You're going to look crazy, people. <laughs> That's something to announce, right? You're going to look real crazy in front of people. Come on, how do you think PT looked when the doctors were saying stuff? And he was like, no, he healed. How do you think Aaron and them were sitting there looking when the doctors were like, they are crazy. Right now, we have a, I have something on in my family with um, my biological father tells me uh, he just had surgery on something that's going on with his colon. First, they took a biopsy out, and they said it's not cancerous. And I'll just say this, not being spooky or nothing, I felt the Lord said it is cancer. Okay, so I knew I'm going to start praying. All right. So he had the surgery, just had it this week, and they pulled it all out and said it was cancerous. Okay. So I'm going in immediately anyway to start going and contradicting that word. The Lord wasn't saying this to go, oh, you got cancer. He's like, listen, this is what I'm giving you. Now pray that it's completely gone. My stepsister also was admitted into the hospital this week because we don't even, I think she had an aneurysm with the brain or the heart or something. I can't remember what it was. Something where she just completely went out. They had to go in there and, and, Think it was her heart because they had to do open heart something and left her open for several days she's only 40 something years old um and all this stuff so i'm like no I, i'm not believing any of those reports so i start going and praying my stepmom's calling me hey she she opens her eyes but she doesn't respond i'm like okay i rebuke that she's gonna start responding i say devil take your hands off her like you gotta go in and start praying even though you have certain reports we don't believe those reports because i know the report of the lord is different I hear what you're saying, but I'm going to go, okay, let me go immediately. When my dad first said my, my, I don't like to call my stepdad, but my dad, when he was diagnosed with this lung cancer, uh, 2018, I had to go there. The whole family was meeting with the doctor and the doctor is saying everything. I was like, no, nah, my guy's going to keep my dad here. No, that you're going to see my dad's going to be a miracle. And he's looking at me like, well, you say so. Yeah, I say so. Okay, because I know the words that I have is creative. I know the words is, is, is life. Is not, I'm not speaking death over my dad. I know you practice medicine, sir. But what I'm going to do is practice and tell the Lord and remind him of his word that my dad is staying here. He's going to be healed. And my dad is still here from 2018 to not even the doctor who told me, well, whatever, is saying your dad's a miracle of God. You got that right? Amen. You got to stand on that. And I remember when my, when my dad got the diagnosis, my siblings called me very concerned. What about the, 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 I was like, calm down, calm down, okay? Because you know how that stuff starts trying to get in your spirit. No, calm down. He's going to be fine. The same with the storm that came through. Everyone freaking out. I got all my family. Y'all okay? What's going I'm like, calm down. <laughs> Just got to tell everybody, relax. We okay, okay? I said, you know who I am. You know how I am. Yeah, and everyone, they, they start going, well, yeah, you are blessed. That's right. Yeah, I know how you are. Jesus is going to cover your house. You got that right. You know, just stop it. Stop it. I had so many clients who said that, like, oh, my gosh, I was fine, but I got all this anxiety. I'm like, stop it. Okay? Turn the news off and pick up this news. And you'll be all right. I don't even care. Don't even watch Fox. I don't care about Fox, CNN, none of them. This is the news that you watch. This is the news you listen to. Jesus. Because you need to start being crazy enough to believe God at his word. I'm so crazy. I tell people, I'm crazy. 
You are, yes, for him, for Jesus. I'm crazy for God, the same one of um, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I'm crazy enough to believe everything that he says in this word. I'm crazy. When diagnosis came against me and my family, I started being crazy. Shazi, we just talked about it yesterday. I'm like, mm -mm, that, ain't, that ain't happening. We ain't receiving that. Immediately, I'm like, no, shut up, devil. Your voice is not going to be louder than the Lord's voice. You kidding me? you got to start raising your expectations when things hit, hit your household. Nope, I'm going to raise this up. I'm not staying here with this diagnosis, this circumstance, this situation. I'm raising this up because I'm at a point of expectation. I expect God to move on my behalf. I expect healing. I expect devils to be cast out. I expect breakthrough, not just from me, but for you. I expect prosperity. I expect divine protection against me and my, for my, me and my family. I expect goodness and mercy to follow me all the days of my life. I expect signs and wonders and miracles to follow those. And I don't say follow those who preach. It doesn't say follow those who preach or teach or prophesy. It says signs, wonders, and miracles will follow those who believe. Say believe. believe. Listen, we know the promises are yes and amen. I get that, but you got to believe the promises for yourself. You got to know what the promises are. Listen. I am so crazy to believe him at his word. That is what you're going to take home with you. I'm crazy enough to believe God at his word. If you don't hear anything else, hear that. You are crazy enough to believe him at his word. Because you know what? I've seen the Lord do what no doctor can do. I've seen the Lord do what no lawyer can do. I've seen the Lord do what no therapist can do. He's a wonder-working God, people. He's a wonder-working God. He can, he can completely deliver you at the drop of a hat. Just as I blink, things can turn and transition in your favor. I've seen him do things. He's still a wonder-working God. I see him take that feeling away from people who feel abandoned and rejected. I see him take away quickly what has happened in your childhood. He can deal with any trauma. He can deal with that and take that away from you. He can deliver you from any type of pride, shame, guilt, pornography, whatever it is the enemy is trying to put on you and put in your face. He can take care of that for you and get you set free completely. Come on, somebody. He is. He's a wonderful God. He's a way maker. He's a deliverer. He's a provider. He's a restorer. Anything that you need, like the song says, we got everything we need. It's the truth. I'm crazy enough to believe God at his word every bit because he doesn't lie. As soon as he opens his mouth, there's some, some action. As soon as he said, let there be light, there was light. As soon as he said, fill the earth with, with light, there's no void. He, it just starts happening. Every sound can produce manifestation. I'm crazy enough to believe him at his word because I've seen guns get jammed. I remember when I was robbed at gunpoint and I had to go testify against this guy in court and they had to say, was this the gun? And it showed the bullets. I'm like, I guess. I guess that's the gun. I mean, they all look alike when it's pointed at you, right? You just see the barrel. Yeah, that's the gun. <laughs> and the guy was high on drugs and everything. It was like waving around and pointing at me and saying all kind of names. I've seen how he can deliver me from that. I've seen it. That's why I'm saying I'm crazy enough to believe him. I've seen supernatural finances come to my doorstep. 
I've seen miracles of, of, of healing continue to happen, not just for me or families, but for you. Are you ready to see that? Are you ready to see limbs grow? Are you ready to see so eye sockets go back in? Are you ready to see somebody who's bent over all of a sudden become straight? Are you ready to see that where it becomes so normal for us that we're just at a point, we expected it. Get like that in your family when things are coming against your family, then all of a sudden you see a turnaround. I didn't expect anything less, God. Be crazy enough to believe him. I'm so crazy. I, can believe, I believe that can be raised. I've seen it. I've seen that be raised. I'm crazy enough to believe I've seen dry bones be raised up and breath gets blown into them. I've seen that. I'm crazy enough to believe, God, still that chains can be broken still today. Jesus. And I'll speak that over this house. I'm crazy enough to believe that there are millionaires in this building and millionaires who hear me online. I'm crazy enough to believe that he's going to birth books through so many of you. I'm crazy enough to believe that he's going to get supernatural marriages in this place. I'm crazy enough to believe he's going to birth ministries and businesses that's going to far supersede what we even think about or imagine. I believe ministries are going to start getting birthed like left and right. We're going to be so obedient to what he says. We don't have to question God anymore. When he says to do something, we're going to go, look, we're being obedient to that. No more second guessing. No more I got to fast and pray to hear if that was God. If he's telling you to do something, then you know that's him. Give money, that's him. Pray for that person, that's him. It sure ain't Satan. Because you know what? The Christians always got to go, let me pray and fast first. Maybe the Lord's not telling me to do that. <laughs> Stop it. The Lord is the only one telling you to give to somebody and pray and speak into someone's life. Anybody else in here crazy enough to believe God at his word? All we can do as kingdom believers is trust him at his word. That's it. All we can do is trust him at his word. And I'm just so glad because even when things didn't turn out exactly the way I wanted it, even when things felt like it was held up, I was still like, Lord, you're so good because I thank you for it. I thank you that it's already done. Every time it's felt like, like even today when I stepped to start preaching, I felt like I was stepped in the ring with the enemy. And I said, as soon as I'm stepping in the ring, I already have the victory. I don't even have to swing or do anything. I step in the ring with the enemy. I'm like, you wish you wouldn't even stepped in here with me. You wish you never touched me or my family. You wish you never came against my body. Body. You wish you never came against my finances. You wish you never did that because you know what? I'm coming for you. And you got to get to that point too. Like every time the enemy tries something, you're like, oh, you wish you didn't touch me because you know who I am. You got to talk to yourself. I am anointed. I am powerful. I have authority. And I'm not saying that you got to be humble. That false humility stuff ain't getting devils released. You got to go in and say, I know who I am. I know God has called me. I know he's anointed my mouth. I know he's anointed my hands. I know he's anointed my feet. I know that whoever I talk to is going to get set free and delivered. I know whoever I talk to is going to get hope. I know whoever I talk to is going to see the light of God. I know they're going to see Jesus in me. I know they're going to want more. They're going to say something different because we have it. We have hope. We're not mediocre Christians. We can't keep dabbling in this world stuff. It's time for us to raise up and be the true kingdom believers. All we preach here is kingdom. If you ain't going and doing something outside these four walls, what are we doing this for? It's time for you to start going out saying, you know who I am? You, Wendy, you know who I am? Wendy does that. You know what I'm saying? Do you know who I am? I step in right now when I'm doing therapy and I'm not coming in smiling and dancing. They're like, 
Tasha, you too new here. I said, believe me, baby, end of the year, I'm still going to be laughing and smiling and dancing because no circumstance is going to take away what God has given me. I know he's been too good for me and my family that I'm going to give him praise when you don't want to. I'm still going to come and preach even if you don't want to hear me because I know the call on my life. It doesn't even matter. I'm at the point, I don't even care. I'm professionally unbothered. I don't care about hand claps. I don't care about accolades. I don't care if you tell me I did a good job, not a bad job. I don't care because I know I'm being obedient to what God has called me to do and if we don't start being obedient he's gonna raise somebody else up to do what he's calling you to do you got to fulfill your own kingdom mandate your own kingdom assignment it's not too late you're not too old you're not too white you're not too black you're not too skinny you're not too fat you can't say i just got into the kingdom you know what you better raise up and start doing what he has called you time for you to arise babies who just got in raise up jesus thank you lord the enemy tried to tell you, well, you're not an eloquent speaker. You don't need to be. You can get out whatever God is calling you to do and say it. You can get it out and people can hear it. And tell you, don't listen to them feelings, those feelings and emotions. Listen, a lot of times therapy, they say, you can sit in the anger, sit in the hate. I'm like, let those feelings go straight to back to the pit of hell because it ain't going to do anything for you to be hurting and mad and angry. So I'm here to tell you, even your feelings that say, maybe I can't do it. They can go straight back to the pit of hell where they came from. Amen. You better trust God and what he wants to do in your life. Believe me, he just needs a few of us with our mind made up. He just needs a few of us to believe him and be crazy at his word. He just needs a few of us. And one can chase a thousand and two can chase ten thousand. How many do you think ten of us can do? Ten people who know who they are in the kingdom. Ten people who know what they house. Ten people that know when they go into an atmosphere, the thing completely changed. A couple of people who know that they can lay hands on the sick and they get recovered. Just a few people know when they open their mouth that someone's going to get set free. Just a few of us. We ain't mediocre. We're kingdom people. We represent kingdom. Guys, we got a world to change. Come on. We got a world to change. We got a culture to take care of. We got to take back the influence from the enemy. We got a generation to change. We got generational curses to break. Hallelujah. We got a culture to turn upside down. We're not riding with this culture of the world anymore. We're not riding with all that stuff that they say. Enough is enough. It's time for us to be about it, not just keep praying about it. So don't you let that defeated snake talk to you any longer. Don't you let that defeated snake rob you of your purpose. Don't you let, don't you dare listen to the lie of the enemy any longer. You tell him to shut up. He's already defeated. That's the thing. Sometimes we listen to him. It's like, why? He's already gone. He's going to try to get everyone, but it's like, you were already defeated, sucker. Sit down. Get out of my face. But that's something that you have to do. Kingdom believers, like I said, any kingdom believers in the house? It is so time, man. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm done with all of this stuff. Is that a nice way to say it? I'm done with all this stuff. Man. Thank you, Jesus. Right now, I just come against 
that spirit that's trying to continue to hinder you. Against that, that voice that's trying to tell you, yeah, you can get hyped now, but then when you leave out, it's going to be the same old. I rebuke that right now in Jesus' name. I break off the, shat, the chains and the, and, the, and the fetters that are trying to hold you back from believing this word is for you. It is. The Lord wants you to know you are enough. Right here where you are, you are enough. And you're going to go forward from this day on, walking in the authority and the power you are supposed to walk in. You are going to walk forward in the dominion that you are supposed to walk in. You are going to hear and adhere to the strategies and plans from heaven for you and your life. You are no longer going to be held back. You are no longer going to be put on pause and wait. It is time for you. This is the day. This is the hour. This is the now for each and every one of you. Just receive what he has for you. What is he speaking to you right here and right now for you to do? I say go in the name of Jesus. I say be bold in the name of Jesus. Whatever that thing is, get out of being comfortable. Being comfortable ain't going to get people saved and set free. Being comfortable ain't going to be able to get people delivered or healed in their body. You're different. You're different. The man who went on the cross lives on you. The man who was raised with death lives in you. If you get revelation about that and how much he loves you, you would just be like, I don't even care anymore, God. Whatever you want me to do, I could be a fool for you. Crazy, sound silly. You know how many times I've spoken to people's lives and I'm thinking, I don't know where that's coming from, but I'm just going to say it. Blame God. That's where I'm at now. Blame him. Go to him. Not me. I just want to be obedient. But he is calling us to go forward with such an anointing and power and grace that you are not going to be held up any longer in the mighty name of Jesus. I rebuke you in me right now for keeping your hands on the people of God. The true kingdom believers are being raised up. True kingdom believers are going out with glory and power. True kingdom believers are going to walk in the air where they are such on fire that they can't do anything but do brush fires around everybody else. There's going to be something about you that people are going to say, I don't know what it is. I don't know if I want to be around it. That's good. That's good. You hold on to that. Say, no, you do want to be around me. Because what I have, you need. And it's time for us to walk in that glory that God has called his church to be in the first place. It is time for us to be the true believers who have called us to be in the first place. No more mediocre. No more agreeing with the foolishness. After 2020, everything went right back to normal. What happened? He gave us a time to reset, and we went right back to normal. Well, enough is enough. You're kingdom. We're kingdom. Last one. Let's go to Psalms. One eighteen. Start at verse 14. The Lord is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tents and private dwellings of the uncompromisingly righteous. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly and achieves strength. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly and achieves strength. In the Message Bible, it says, this is what I love. Hear the shouts. Hear the triumph songs in the camp of the saved. 
The hand of God is raised in victory. The hand of God has turned the tide. Hallelujah. The tide has turned. Welcome to the fourth quarter of the year, y'all. This is the fourth quarter of the year. And the Lord is saying the tide has turned. Come on, y'all. That's something to be excited about. The tide has turned. That means there's been a change in direction of the current. <laughs> I'm going to say that again. There's been a change of direction of the current. You see why he's saying enough of mediocre as kingdom believers now? Enough. Don't you get caught up in the, in the report of the world that you can't even hear the report of Jesus. Huh. Things are changing and moving in your favor. In your favor. For a minute, it seemed like we was on the losing side, right? He's like, what is happening? What is going on? But you were on a championship team. That's good, right? We on a championship team, just like we sang champion. There's no battle that the Lord has ever lost. Ever. Ever. Jesus. Whatever that situation is has been reversed. The momentum has changed for you. Your family is coming into the kingdom. Hmm? You are walking even more increase of favor and victory in your circumstances. You are being properly positioned to be launched to fly. Thank you, Jesus. No more battle weariness, but we are in victory preparedness. The tide has turned. Thank you, Jesus. And because of that tidish turn, it's time for you, people of God, to get your voice back. It's time for you to get your passion back. Time for you to get in that word. Because, you know, I remember when Ben and I were Muslims, we were going and tell Christians stuff in their word they didn't even know. In a sense, we called it, we were beating them up with their own word. Wasn't nice, but hey, it is what it is. We were beating them up. But no longer is that stuff happening because we know our word better than anybody else, right? It's time for you to start standing firm in the word of God. Don't back down. Don't quit. Keep believing God for yourself and your situation and your circumstances. Keep believing for manifested healing in your body. Keep believing for your finances to be changed. Keep believing for restoration in your marriage and in relationships. Keep believing for that. Keep believing for wealth strategies and to receive double for your trouble. Time to worship mode, worship mode to turn up a whole nother level and a whole nother dimension. You're not going back, people of God, to the passy. You're not going back to the diapers. No, you're being raised up and trained for the kingdom of God. So where are my modern day Judas at? Where are my modern day Deborahs? Where are my modern day John the Baptists? Where are my modern day Esthers? It's time for y'all all to just raise up and be all that God has, is telling you to do. Verse 17 again, it says, I shall not die, but live and declare the works and recount the illustrious acts of the Lord. Let's get out there because the Lord said you are living. You are to live and go out and let everybody know how good he has been in your own life. To spread that around. To get outside the four walls and declare, declare what he has done in your life. Let's be demonstrators of the spirit of God. Let's let the whole world know everything that he has done in our life. It's time for you to go launch some spiritual missiles out in the atmosphere. 
Let revival start in you before it starts anywhere else. Revival has to start in you. Thank you, Jesus. So no more mediocrity. No more casual Christianity. We are kingdom of God people. We represent the kingdom of God at all times and on every occasion. We will not back down any longer. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I just pray right now, and I cover this word with the blood of Jesus. I pray that this word not only hits you, but it hits your bloodline. Hallelujah in Jesus' name. I pray you carry this wherever you go. I thank you, Lord, that they are going to use this authority to take it to other people, Lord. I thank you that the people that can hear my voice are repairs of the breach from Isaiah 58, 12. I thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do in this word. I thank you that we are repair the breach in our whole bloodline and generation. I thank you that we are walking in generational blessings in Jesus' name. No more thinking of curses, but the blessing that God has for us. And we walk in that. I thank you that generations will be changed in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord. And I give you glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you.